Welcome to Milo Time, where we dive into the list of things that Milo loved and spend some time with my beautiful, amazing, awesome, fantastic boy, Milo. Welcome to another episode of Milo Time. Daryl Kessler along with Lisa Cohen. Hiya. Lisa, welcome back. Great to have you here down in Brooklyn. Thanks for making the trip on this very, very hot day. Steamy and disgusting, but the trip was fine other than the steam and smells. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, well, we, we bring you everything here in Brooklyn, the steam, the smells. It's, it's real as it gets. So uh, welcome down to Brooklyn, Lisa. I know it's some weeks ago now, but um, we missed you for Milo Day, yes, which we celebrated yes. in Prospect Park. I, I was really sad to miss it, but you know, you, you gave me a, a few details. sounded like a big success, but um, tell me more. It was a huge success. Um, it's always great to get people together who knew Milo, who loved him, who still love him, and to just be celebrating, doing some of the things. And you had he like a uh, didn't you have like some uh, some lucky like happenstance something like was something happened that was like believe it or not yes. and Milo would have loved this. Yes. What so was it? The night of Milo Day, which started at about uh, two o'clock in Prospect Park, that night there was a concert at the Band Shell that was celebrating the 50th anniversary of uh, hip hop, oh. and um, they had a number of hip-hop acts live at the band shell. We thought we would migrate up in that direction uh, as the afternoon wound down, but it turned out that we could sort of hear the beat a little bit from where we had parked ourselves in Prospect Park, and people were just sort of comfortable mm-hmm. and having a good time even late into the afternoon, into the early evening. So we never really moved up closer to the band shell towards where Milo's dedicated tree and bench are, but it was still just wonderful to be in the park when that event was going on, something Milo, Milo definitely surely, would have loved. surely would have been there, yes. Now you, your absence was definitely noted by many people, so many people there, <laughs> saying they can't wait to meet the great Lisa Cohen. Sorry, folks. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to wait. You're going to have to wait again. Your, your day will come. I, uh, it's Maybe it's better that I remain mysterious, like, uh, you know, yes. uh, they're going to meet me and be like, oh, okay, <laughs> That's well. That's it, right. <laughs> No offense. Yeah, of course. But anyway, anyone out there uh, who listens to the show, I promise you at some point in the not too distant future, you will get a chance to meet Lisa Cohen. And she will be as uh, as wonderful as you think she is based on her disembodied voice that you hear on the podcast. <laughs> so as our listening audience knows on this program, we look at a growing list of things that Milo loved. And Lisa takes a look at that list and picks out something that is drawing her attention on a particular day. And I'm wondering, Lisa, whether today anything is drawing your attention. Yeah, it's the season, fantasy football. That is, are you picking that because football is upon us? Yes, everybody's, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I feel like I'm hearing people talking about drafts. Well, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful subject. I mean, it's, in some ways, it's a ridiculous subject. I mean, in ways (laughs) that you can certainly appreciate, it's a ridiculous subject. But fantasy football is most certainly something that Milo loved. Um, For our listening audience that isn't familiar with the concept, probably aren't many out there, but really, really quickly, fantasy football is um, a game that um, people play with friends in which uh, participants draft actual NFL American football players and they have them on their team. And the way that they perform in their real games on the weekends or Mondays or Thursdays are the way that they perform for the team that the 
participant is drafted and people get all hot and bothered about their teams and <laughs> people spend an inordinate amount of time, myself included, talking about fantasy football, scrutinizing their team and um, generally giving shit to their friends who are in their league and talking smack and then immediately being embarrassed because their team is terrible and, and whatever <laughs> else. So that's sort of fantasy football in a nutshell. Um, Milo absolutely loved fantasy football and he and Max started a fantasy football league, I want to say in about 2009 or 2010. Milo was six or seven years old. And when people would ask Milo, how long have you been doing fantasy football? And he would say, oh, nine or 10 years. They're like, wait a sec, you've been doing fantasy football since you were six years old? And he said, yeah, I've been in the same league since I was like six years old. And over the years, the league remained incredibly steady with friends here from Brooklyn, with only a few exceptions. And I'm not going to I'm not going to remember every name, but from the beginning, the league included a number of Max's friends. Max is two and a half years older, so his friends were sort of more aware of fantasy football at age eight or nine than <laughs> Milo and his friends were at age six. Um, <laughs> so but cute. Alex Noble, Max... Um, Martin Naxon, whose name has certainly been mentioned here a couple of times. Dove Kaufman was in the original league. Charlie Cardello, Luca Latito, I think was in the original league. Maybe James Reardon. And then there was Milo and his friend Ben Muchnick. And over the years, I want to say that um, Charlie Naxon joined the league. And then Luca left or James left and Philip Bernstein jumped in. Anyway... The names I've just mentioned, if I've missed someone, I'm really, really sorry. But with that, that small number has sort of comprised the league for the last, now it's almost 15 years, and they've been together that long, and it's been a great league and a very persistent league, and in a very touching gesture, uh, last season, Max's great friend J.J. Jeffries took over Milo's franchise and kept the name nice. as it was, the famous... Brooklyn 36ers. Uh, that was Milo's team name. <laughs> let's, talk, let's talk about what that, where did he get that? Where did, Milo always loved the number 36. I don't know why, um, but it was his jersey number in travel baseball. Huh. But it was a number he requested. And why he requested the number 36 when he was nine years old, I don't know. But he always probably loved some the number math 36. reason. Yeah, maybe some math reason. I yeah. mean, it's a square root of six. Is that right? It's been a while. Six times six no. is thirty-six, right? Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's the square of six. It's yes. the square of six, not yes. the square root of yes. six. I think it's probably a little more complicated than that. <laughs> yeah. Knowing Milo, but knowing Milo, maybe more than that. Yeah. Any of you uh, fellow math students out there who can explain to me why Milo loved the number thirty-six, please check in on the podcast. Po uh, the podcast. I'm sorry, on the uh, Instagram page for the podcast at Milo Time Podcast. But he always loved the number 36. He named his team the Brooklyn 36ers. And J.J. Jeffries, Max's great friend, is now or maybe it was the, a year the general manager. It could be. Was it nineteen? It something happened in nineteen thirty-six. Uh, football wise, no, 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 it's too long right. ago. Nothing right. was happening okay. in football. I'll stop guessing. Yeah, I'm not sure what it was. Um, but here's the the dark secret about fantasy football and Milo is that he really wasn't good at it. Um, he really wasn't good. And every year, and this happens with a lot of but fantasy isn't there a lot of luck involved? There, like... There's definitely a lot of luck. And football in particular, it's a lot of it depends on how many injuries you have um, and the vagaries of a football season and weather and all that other kind of stuff. But over 12, 13, 14 years, if your team is always not good, 
there are probably enough transactions there to suggest that <laughs> at least once or twice things might have fallen your way. Now, it's not certain, but Milo, maybe I shouldn't say he wasn't good at it, and rather I should say he wasn't successful at it. And every year he would be optimistic about his team. And there were like three years in a row when his first round draft pick like had a season-ending injury the first week of the season. Ugh. And he really, his team rarely made the playoffs and wasn't very good. And I often wondered whether it was just, like you say, chance or whether there was something about an endeavor that re required you to think about vagaries and sort of in a different nonlinear way that just didn't work in his brain. That's probably overthinking it a little bit. He probably just misvalued players in a way that um, he did over and over again. He had certain players that he loved very much and he would draft all the time. He always drafted the great Julio Jones. He loved Jarvis Landry. Um, he loved T. Higgins, a wide receiver for the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, and he would be kind of loyal to those players even beyond what he should have been in terms of drafting a fantasy football team. That probably hurt him. Um, but the sort of incredible thing is that the last year Milo did fantasy football was the 2021 season, which ended in December, which was four months before he died. And he won. Wow. He won the league. Awesome. The last year oh my God. he was in it. That's great. And it was sort of incredible. And the final was played in December and Milo won it. Um, and again, we didn't know certainly at the time that it would be the last time that he would play fantasy football, but it was joyous in the house sure. when, Milo, when Milo won. And um, it was great. It was really, it was really a nice thing. And I think... Um, my guess is there were a lot of people in the league rooting for him. Of course. Uh, even though they were competing against him yeah. and certainly were fielding teams designed to beat his team. But it was uh, it was a really nice thing for him. I, I do have so many memories of fantasy football in our house. You know, so did he, I have a question. Did he understand it immediately? Like even at age six, was he just yeah, sort of moving yeah. things around or he yeah. really understood? No, no. He, he, he definitely understood. He knew um, how to draft a team. He knew... Yeah, he, he knew what he was doing. He knew what he was doing. They right. did. Yeah, he yeah. knew football. Yeah. He was a big sports fan. It wasn't throwing darts at a board. He, yeah. he wouldn't have participated just for the sake of being in the right. league because right. none of his other friends were doing it at that age. I think having Max around and some of True. his friends involved gave him sort of a jump start, yeah. a head start. And it also gave him a league to join because it was a block of Max's friends who were looking for a couple of other guys. Right, I think that's right. the way it sort of started. So he and Ben Muchnick, and then shortly thereafter, Charlie Naxon got into the league mm -hmm, as well. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, Max and Milo were together in this league. And in our house, when they would play against each other, you play head to head against another team. It was always like very stressful for, <laughs> for Alana in particular, when the boys would play against each other, you know, not that long ago, um, in the U.S. Open tennis tournament, Ben Shelton and Francis Tiafo, two of our favorite, <laughs> Tough one. favorite tennis players, played against each other. And it was so awkward on the tennis court. And then it was awkward in our own home when those two played against each other because we love them both so much. And um, 
a more extreme version of that was when Milo and Max would play. Of course, you don't want anyone to lose. It's like, yeah. you just want, I don't know, yeah. it, it, it's like, it's such a mundane, silly thing, but they cared so much about it. Yeah. And the idea of yeah. rooting for one or against the other, you just wanted the whole thing to end Can't up in it. like each right. team scoring a record number of points and ending in a tie. But um, <laughs> Alana would like really sweat it out when they were playing each other. And like to the point where there was one season, I won't get the details exactly right, um, there was one season when um, Max and Milo's game went into the Monday night game and it was like a school night and they both went to bed and a lot of like stayed up and watched the Monday night football game um, and uh, ended up waking up both of the boys to tell them how it went. Um, it was really an unbelievable result. And as I recall, I think Milo won that game on some like crazy, crazy play. It was like a, a blocked field goal or some nutty play like that. It was uh very memorable and th those were really fun and stressful times of course too <laughs> I, I do remember also the boys all the time saying well going into the weekend i want to end up with two of three i want to win two of my own flag football game mm. the jets game and my fantasy football game <laughs> they would judge the success of the weekend based on whether Did they, they ever won. go three for three uh uh, aren't you married to a Jets fan? Is there any possibility? <laughs> that be, I that, mean, like, that was exactly where my 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 head went. I'm like, boy, putting putting that in there really reduces your odds. Yeah. Well, that was the problem. Yeah, so yeah. it was basically like you're starting your desire to win three at a severe disadvantage because right. one of those things will not happen. Is far less than fifty fifty <laughs> likely to right. happen, and in right. some seasons almost unthinkable right. that they would win in a particular weekend. So, um, but that, that was the way that Milo would joke and Max would joke that they could gauge the success of their weekend if they won two of their flag football game, their fantasy football game, and the Jets won a game. Um, and then we talked on the program before about what a joy it was to have the boys' friends over here for Sundays. Mm. And a number of the boys who have been on the program have talked about how much fun it was to be here. And I love to whip up a huge pot of meatballs or chili and... The piece of that that made it special, too, was there was this fantasy football league that I've now mentioned to you, but each of the boys also did a second fantasy football league with just a different group of friends. Mm -hmm. So between their multiple fantasy football leagues, there would always be people here who were playing each other in fantasy football and tracking games. And to walk into our living room with the football games on and the Red Zone, which is a channel that allows you to watch all the games at once and all these boys have all these interests in the games mm. themselves and then in particular <laughs> players it was like a hornet's nest for like <laughs> nine hours during the day of like kids screaming at each other sweating <laughs> yelling making fun of each other talking eating shit, chili <laughs> eating chili eating meatballs again sweating coming going the doors open yeah I, it was just it's such awesome. it was just so so great and um you know, as I've said many times, I'd be a much smarter and um, more thoughtful and more knowledgeable person if I weren't such a big sports fan. How much time I've wasted watching <laughs> oh, sports in my waste. life. But the truth is, you know, stuff like that in that event, um, bringing people together that way as sort of a focal point and then the kids having that fun and me being sort of on the fringe of it, which is where certainly the boys would keep me, but I was happy to be part of it, was just, you know, wonderful stuff and good for them too. I mean, yeah. really, really good. And they had extremely, extremely memorable times and um, fantasy football made it all happen.
fantasy football made it all happen. I do have to mention one other thing. Um, the um, Milo and I, this is just a, a weird quirk. Milo and I had a team. Um, we've talked a lot about athletes on this game and we had a team that we call the all Rob Hausler team. Rob Hausler was like <laughs> this just sort of big, thick um, uh, Caucasian tight end. And um, he was like a prototype for this type of tight end in the NFL who stuck around year after year, barely contributed at all, but always seemed to find a job. And we had a team of tight ends we called the all Rob Hausler team. And every year we would induct another person into the all Rob Hausler team. And I just have to mention a few names for those fantasy football players out there <laughs> who will remember some of these names. Again, these are members of the all Rob Hausler team, just <laughs> sort of, I'm sure in the football sense, they were not do nothing tight ends. In fact, I'm sure they were phenomenal athletes and great NFL players, but from a fantasy perspective, just another guy on the waiver wire. There was Rob <laughs> Hausler himself. There was Kyle Rudolph was a member of the all Rob Hausler team. There was Scott Chandler on the all Rob Hausler team. Cameron Brait, despite his Harvard education, definitely a member of the all Rob Hausler team. And I got to mention one other, probably except for Rob Hausler himself, the charter member of the all Rob Hausler team is Mercedes Lewis. Um, he's the Rob Hauslerist. He, he's the Ro <laughs> Rob Hauslerist of the Ro even more Rob Hauslery than Rob Hausler. This guy, more than once, it was a running joke between Milo, Max, and me. He would like disappear from the NFL for like two or three years, and then you'd hear his name in a game, and you'd think to yourself, "That guy retired like three years ago. How is he still playing?" And we would kind of look at each other and we'd laugh like. Mercedes Lewis had a catch today. I mean, that guy has been playing for as long as the kids were around. Good for him. Incredible, incredible. Yeah. Anyway, I know it's not really technically fantasy football, but it did come to mind. The all Rob Hausler team, and um, um, what a joy it is to think about. What a joy it is to think about. Good times. Well, that's all the time we have on this episode of Milo Time. Join us again next time when we one more time look at the list of the things that Milo loved. 